Y'all come on in this room. Yes. Ladies edition. I'm going to give y'all a few minutes to get the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Get all the single ladies in the room tonight. It's about to be fire tonight. Get all even the men because y'all need to hear this too. Get your brothers. Get your sisters. It's about to go down tonight. I am Sharice. Live with She Rise, and we have Single and Ministry, the ladies edition. I know y'all have been waiting on this. I am excited about this panel, y'all. It's been a long time coming. I'm excited about the fire that's about to be released tonight. I hope y'all understand what's going down tonight. The bombs that are about to be thrown tonight. The saws that are about to come out tonight. It's about to get real. It's about to get lit. Go ahead and share, 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 share. I'm going to give you a few more minutes before we bring our panelists on. I have a song I want to play. While we're waiting, tag and share, tag and share, tag and share. This is about to be on. Y'all come on in here. I'm so grateful, God, you know you did the most When you created her for me, Lord, you know I have witnessed your glory All this favor you showed me When you gave it to me, I had to learn what to do with your blessing Now I know That a man who findeth the wife finds a good thing Every time I think of her, I'm thinking you. And when I give my love to her, I'm thinking you. Loving her like Christ loved the church, cause you told me to. Yeah, she a missy on your glory. Sometimes it don't feel like I'm worthy. But I'm under your covenant, so I ain't worried. I'm just thinking you. Of her, I'm just thanking you. When I give her love, I'm just thanking you. Married and in love, I'm just thanking you. You, you. When I think of her, I'm just thanking you. When I give her love, I'm just thanking you. Married and in love, I'm just thanking you. You, Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Read it to me, tell me what it says. I know that you don't make mistakes So if it's in the book then it must be okay to love her No, I'm not ashamed I won't shy away I know I was made to love her God give me grace And I hope that every night feels like a wedding night I pray, oh yeah Yes, a man who finds it the wife finds a good thing Every time I think of her, I'm thanking you. And when I give my love to her, I'm thanking you. Loving her like Christ loved the church, cause you told me to. About being 
the good thing. This is for the good things that are on tonight. This is for those that have been patiently waiting. This is for those that have been in the process of saving themselves for the one. The man that finds a wife finds a good thing. I hope y'all are sharing. I hope y'all are sharing. I hope you're ready. So it's hot tonight. I'm already, I'm already fired up. It's already hot. So I'm going to introduce our panelists, when I say that I am excited about this, y'all have no idea how excited. It's been a long time coming. The first one up I want to introduce is my sister, my namesake, the prophet, the pastor, the serial entrepreneur, the author, the trainer, the baddest admin PR person there is namesake Miss Sharice Lenore is in the building with us tonight. Blessings, my sister. Yes. Blessings. So excited to have you. If you can just share with the people a little bit about yourself, what you have going on, where they can find you, where they can follow you. Awesome. It's such an honor to be here tonight. Thank you for providing such a platform, um, especially for the topic tonight. It's not talked about enough, um, not the truth, not the real nitty gritty. So I'm, I'm grateful for the platform, but I'm just Sharice. You know, I'm, I'm all of those things, but I'm also just a servant. Um, God has gifted me with many talents. Um, I like to say I like to debunk that myth of a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I like to say that God made me a master of every gift and every trade he gave me the ability to. And um, I'm okay with saying that and not feeling like I have to belittle myself because someone else's ego can't handle who God created me to be. So I'm an author. I am an entrepreneur. I am a publicist. I am the uh, admin i'm a pastor i'm a prophet i'm all of those things i'm available on all social media outlets as sharice lenore whether it's facebook whether it's instagram whether it's TikTok. um website is sharicelenore.com it's still under construction but if you need any type of public relations services if you need management services for your business or brand to take it from activation to elevation then that's what I do. I'm a speaker, I'm an author, a publisher, you name it, I do it. So I just want God to be glorified in and through me. Thank you, sis. I love you. All right. So Thanks. next up, next up, drum roll, please. <laughs> this is my apostle, my mom, my covering, my pusher. Uh, the list can go on and on and on and on and on. This has been, like I said, I keep saying a long time coming. This is the first time that we have been on something together that is mine. So I'm excited and I'm completely honored that she actually said yes to be a part of this. Um, I'm excited about the connection and the relationship, what God has done since I've been connected. So this is none other than the doctor, apostle, 
Sierra, LaShawn, Jones, welcome, Mom. Welcome, Apostle, to the panel. Yes, 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 she is in the building. Um, <laughs> Apostle, tell them about yourself like they don't already know, but go ahead and tell them about yourself what you have going on. You do have a few things that are coming up, and you have some things that you have out right now. So just share with them briefly about what you have going on and about who you are. Well, grace and peace, everyone. First of all, we are honored to have you on the show today. Stay tuned because there's some amazing things on the brink of this conversation. So I am Apostle Dr. Sierra Jones. I am a philanthropist. I am a humanitarian. I am an apostle. I am a pastor. <laughs> I have so many different things that um, God has allowed me to operate in with the spirit of excellence. And one of those things is a passion for government. And so I am an ambassador for uh, Pakistan. We have a food and Bible distribution center there in Kaniwal, Pakistan. And God is doing amazing things there. Recently, I was honored. Uh, with the who's who, Marquis who's who of America uh, and, and, and enlisted as an inductee uh, because of the work that we do all across this world. Uh, I have an international business called ACLJ Intercontinental, and we have some of everything. If you go to my website at www.acljworldwide.com, you can read up a little bit of more about me, but I am most importantly a servant of God. My my whole thrust in kingdom dominion is about creating platforms that educate God's people, equip them, and push them to their next place in destiny. And so that is a little bit about who I am and what I do. And I'm just honored to be on tonight with both of my daughters because I know that you guys are going to really lay a foundation of help and strength for the women who are watching and for the women that are coming behind us because like never before y'all we really need to hear the stories of our women who prove testimonial testimonials of triumph and winning in life in all areas. So y'all stay tuned. This conversation is going to get a little heated and not in a bad way, but in a good way. Come on, we got to create those flames of change. So grace and peace to everyone. And I'm going to turn it back over to you, Sharice. Thank you so much, mom. Thank you, apostle. So we are going to dive in. Um, I don't want y'all to think that this, because it's ladies edition, that this is male bashing. Are we about to just go in on the men? It's not what it is at all. But we are just going to talk about the processes that we have gone through um, being single and in ministry. And like I've said before, it's not that we can't have somebody. You know, we're single by the fact that we're not settling. It's not like people are not trying to holler. It's not like we don't have people that want to talk, but we're just not selling. We want God's best for our life. And so sometimes there's this 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 idea that 
we are just damaged and we just, you know, we're angry women and we're not mm -hmm. trying to date or we have this high criteria of this long list. And that's why we're single or we're mean or whatever, or even like we're thirsty. You know, every time y'all talk about you want a man or you talking about you want to be in a relationship. And we don't really talk about, I know for me, I don't even like, God has made me do this podcast. I was like, God, I don't want to do nothing about relationships because I really didn't want to do it. I've done the marriage thing. I've said this before. I've done the marriage thing. I have the children. I'm in ministry. I have the businesses. So I'm like, God, I'm good. I can hang it up. I've experienced all the parts of being in a marriage as well. And so I'm good. And he was like, no, that's not your portion. So it's not that we're thirsty and chasing and that's, you know, we are so focused on finding a man, but we understand God's ordained assignment for us is to be a purpose pusher, is to be walk with our purpose partner. And so we have to figure out what does that look like and what what is it that we are going through right now that causes us not to find that one or when we find we connect to ones it falls apart or we find out that they fake and phony. What is that process? So I'm going to start and share my story and just a bit of my process and, and what I've experienced in this dating scene um, now being in ministry and giving my full yes. So we're going to talk real. Before the full yes, it could have been any and everybody because I was in my flesh. I even told Apostle the other day, some of my marriage was because I was just, I ain't going to be out here sleeping around. So I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to get married. He seemed like a nice person. He knew the word. He knew the Bible. And I'm not trying to live in my flesh. So this is what it is. I saw all red flags, all the red flags, all the speed bumps, all the nails in the ground trying to stop my tires and flatten my tires. And I still decided to walk with the yes of the commitment of the marriage. And I had to endure what I knew was coming. I had to now endure divorce and my children had to deal with that whole divorce, you know, not having their, both of their parents in the household. So when we think about being single um, and in ministry, our commitment is that we're not going to settle for anything because of what the effects can have on our families, the effect on our children, okay. the effect on our ministry, the effect on those that are connected to us. So we wait because we want the right one. We want to make sure that there is a compatibility and we are in this for the long haul. So my issue has been in this dating process is that there have not been truly ones that have been truly honest about who they were. Mm -hmm. um, honesty seems to have been an issue for a lot of the people that I had connected with. And once again, I said, we're about to be real and raw, raw. So, so it starts off with woman of God. It starts off with the quoting the scriptures. It starts off with the prophecies and what God, I see God doing this for you. I see God doing that for you. I see these happening. I see God has said that you're my wife. And this is, I see this happening as you, you know, when we get our ministry together and we get the church together, we're going to build together. And all of these beautiful things, the fairy tales and all this gorgeous stuff, the speaking in tongues and praying and all of that. And then after that, can you send me a picture? After that, can we meet up? After that, well, God said we're going to be married anyway, so why not? Mm -hmm. 
I know I have some amens. I know I'm not the only one. So what do you do in situations like that? When you try to stay saved, you try to stay holy, you try to stay pure, you're trying to give God your full yes, but you have people that are coming with their flesh. They start off as, as all, you know, in the word, but it switches to the flesh. What do you do then? And we're not exposing anybody, but that this is what it is. Ladies in ministry, this is what I have so many women coming to me saying, he said he was my husband and some have fallen for it. And they, they, they beat themselves down because they have succumbed to the, the trickery of the prophecies and, and the sweet words and the I'll take care of you's and, and all of that thing. But, but this is what God said. And if you don't do what God said, then you're not living and you're not living right. If you don't do what God has said, God has ordained this for us. So if you're not doing this, then you're not living the will of God. God is not a liar. And God doesn't force you to walk in your flesh to commit to something. So it's not God that's lying. Mm. It's, it's not God that was lying. And so we have to get to a place as women that we love ourselves to understand that if all they're coming for is our flesh, if all they're coming for is what we can give them in the bedroom, if all they're coming for is the pictures and everything else, that I'm not for you. God gonna have to come tell me himself. And he ain't told me. He ain't, that's not, that's not, he's speaking, when he speaks more flesh than spirit, when you're hearing louder his flesh than you are his spirit, that's when you should run automatically. It's not even a time to wait and pray and intercede and fast and pray. Run, forest, run. Run, forest, run. If every conversation is about your flesh and it's there's a different aspect let me let me switch it up for just a second because you have men that will compliment you now i want my man to say baby you looking good look at them bow legs that's fine you can compliment make me feel good maybe let me know that you you liking what you're seeing but there's a difference in 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 complimenting and thirsting and lusting and so there's a lot of thirsty lust men that are coming for the women of God that are trying to stay in a place of being saved and pure and it's like they're fighting off wolves wolves in sheep clothing they're out here we are out here fighting thinking okay God this is it this is the one and then all of a sudden it switches up the representative has now backed down and we've seen the real deal and we have invested our heart because it's like, well, God said it. If, that, if that's what, if he's saying that, then God must have spoken. So we begin to invest in this thing to find out that it was a wolf. We've given our time. We've given our energy. We've given our heart. All of that to find out it was all a setup in a wolf. And you can say, well, your discernment should have told you. And you're, sometimes you can't discern some of these narcissistic uh hidden demonic lust well sometimes you can't discern some of that no matter how spiritually and how saved and how sanctified and how much tongues you speak in every night and how much bible you know from front and back sometimes your discernment is just not picking up the fact that these are some narcissistic men that are coming to set you up so I'm going to stop because I could keep going. I'm going to go with sis. You shared this a little bit. What has been your experience and what are you feeling like is one of the major issues for women 
in ministry that are single? You said a mouthful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said so many things that I can speak on, but um, for me personally, I think one of the biggest issues, one of the first issues that we women in ministry that are single, you have to deal with the business of yourself. You have to make sure that you are secure, that you've done the personal work, because that's when it becomes so easy to become manipulated into situationships that you should have been running for us, running from. And um, a lot of times I feel like people, they look for that. They pray on that. For me personally, um, this whole relationship thing and being in ministry has been one for the books. Um, I've never been married. I've had the proposals almost to the altar, but almost don't count, you know, all of those <laughs> things. But a lot of it has to do with, you know, me getting to that place of truly knowing my worth, understanding who I am and who God created me to be and refusing to settle. And it's not about um, refusing to settle because you don't make a, a certain amount of money or you don't look a certain way. It's not about those things. But can your, what you release out of your mouth, and the actions that you show for line up with who you said God called you to be. And that's all that it is. You know, we're all human. We all make mistakes on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We fall short daily. But in the midst of that, my words and my actions should always be in alignment with, with who God said that I am or can be. And then when I got to the place of truly understanding who I was and being confident in that, and no longer backing down because your ego can't handle the anointing that God put on my life. You know, when I got to that place in my life, I tend to find or attract guys who are attracted um, in the past, those men who could not handle. They want the first lady. And this is no shade to those out here that want that first lady title. God bless you. Uh, they want that, they want the adornment on their side. They want that one that they're the superstar in the household and outside of the household. So when you walk in the room and your anointing is just as strong and in some cases even stronger, when the call on your life is greater, when the reach and the impact is more influential, then you begin to have issues when you have a person that have the titles, they have the degrees on paper. They look good, but in the spirit realm, there's insecurities, there's uncertainties, there are certain things that they cannot handle. And so we either have to, there are times that I've been in situations where I have, I will admit I've dumbed down because I don't want you to feel less than. And God had to check mm. me and say, listen, I don't need you. When you do that, what you're saying is you're ashamed or you're not you're you're not willing to be who I called you to be. And if that is the case, that this person is making you feel like you can't be that, then that's not the one I sent you. You made a point earlier, Sharice, and you said that it's not that we don't have the, you know, the discernment to see certain people in certain things. I like to believe that a lot of times there are people that come that an apostle posted this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago on her Facebook page, that sometimes we become certain doors 
for people. And it's not that they were trying to manipulate, but when they got to that door and they realized that it required more than honesty, it required transparency. See, honesty only requires me to tell you the truth if you ask the right questions. And that's what most men bank on. Well, I'm an honest man. Yeah, you're honest if I ask the right question. The right question. But can you be transparent? Can you be all bearing, all knowing? Transparency and honesty are two totally different things. And so God has given them, God has given certain people opportunities to be transparent, to walk through those doors. But when it was time to open up those doors, transparency said, oh, we can't do this because we've only showed the representative. Now, when the real me shows up on the scene, can they handle that or can I handle that? And um, they back away. They they can't handle really being in relationships that require them to be transparent. Because when you are called to ministry, not self-appointed ministry, but when you're truly called and you give God that complete yes, that complete yes says, not my will, God, but your will. Not what Sharice want to do, but God, what you laid out for me. Sharice had her own plans, but it's me now saying, you know what, God? I know where I wanted to be at this age of my life. But God, if you got completely different plans, I'm surrendered and submitted completely to you and to you alone. And so when I submit myself fully unto the Father, that means whoever he has called to be my purpose partner has also have to be fully submitted. And, and for me, that's been the struggle. Finding someone who is equally submitted to God, I ain't looking for perfection, but that's equally submitted to God and that's willing to be transparent. Nobody want to be transparent. They want to jump in your DMs. Everybody got a word. Oh, the Lord told me you're my wife. Everybody got a word. Oh, we supposed to be doing this, that, and third in the ministry. Everybody got a word. And then the next thing, exactly how you said it, sis, the next thing, send me a picture or you get in a picture that you never asked for. <laughs> Sir, please take your private part. Please put that back. back. You please. know what I'm saying? The number of DMs that come through <laughs> like that. And oh. let's not even, and, and another thing I can honestly say, and I've asked, I even asked the apostle this. I'm like, look, do I need some type of deliverance? Because I need to yes. know what is on me what is that it? attracts married men. You got a whole wife at home. You got a whole girlfriend. You have 10 other women that you entertaining, but yet you're in my DM saying God told you, but what about your wife that is walking with you? Apostle, bishop, pastor, prophet, teacher of the Lord. So it becomes this heartening, you know, when you are single in ministry, you know, I just told the apostle the other day, I said, look, God, don't, don't send me no man of God. Send me that thug in the street. Because who he is, oh, he going to come exactly who he is. There's no guessing games when it comes to that. But when you are trying to truly live this life, unfortunately, we have some of our sisters who we love dearly, who has not yet connected with their true identity, who have compromised, or who are, who have allowed everybody else's voice and say oh you still single you ain't got no kids you need to get married so every man of god they meet they're throwing themselves at them so when they meet real women of god who's living this thing their expectation is for me to lower myself and lower my standards because sally susie mary jane and marie have done the same thing so then when they're met with that standard it's like hold on wait a minute why she ain't buckling 
So now we become combative. Now we're too much. Now we need to be seen and not heard. Now we need to be submissive, but not submissive according to God, but submissive according to what you have made up in your mind because you got ego issues. You deal with these type of things. And so being single in ministry has not been an easy task um, for me. It's like, God, look, I'm okay. I don't want another prophecy. I don't want another word about he coming. I don't want another word that is coming. I don't want another word to hold on because what am I holding on to? What are we waiting for? Because we can't be the only ones willing to be completely surrendered to God and then end up with mates who, you know, one day they love you, but next day they love Sally Sue. One day you they wife, the next day God then changed his mind. One day you're the one, but you can do one thing or they may see something that they don't necessarily care for. And instead of having a conversation, they done moved on to the next. So it becomes kind of like a yo-yo syndrome to where I'm at the place where God, I'm okay. I love me enough. I love, I know I'm worth it. I know I'm God's good thing. I know I'm the epitome of a Proverbs 31. I know that any man that ends up with me will be a blessed man. I know all of those things and I just refuse to settle. That's it. We're not settling. It's so much that you said. It's so good, especially if I put that thing up because we don't need to see it. Um, (laughs) But one thing I remember that... um, and we're going to go to you, Apostle, for you to, to share, too. One thing that I remember um, in the last podcast, um, Prophet Julian talked about how you can start off as wife or as girlfriend. And in the middle of the relationship, you have been switched to friend and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And so you're connected and you're giving your all and you are so committed to this thing. And you have been in the friend zone, but they keep you at a position of feeling like you still are the option and you're you're you have wasted invested time and energy into something that will never be but there's no communication they don't cut it off to say well hey you know i realize this isn't working or this is not for me they hold you in this holding pattern to Mm -hmm. like until they decide well maybe this next one won't work let me just see what this one is and so you are literally we are literally here um, in situations where we just we're on pause, where you know someone else could be coming, and, and one thing too is we're so committed, we're mm. so committed, we're so invested. Um, I talked about that before. Is that sometimes we we are we are created to be the rib, but a lot of times we're the hip. We carry a lot. We carry a lot of men. Um, in situations that is not even for us to carry them in financially, um, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, it's one thing to grow together, but there's sometimes when, you know, he's not even trying. When he doesn't even have the capacity to say, I want to make a change. I, w- I want to be different. And so we carry these men literally on our hip because we want, we, we see the vision. We see what they're supposed to be. We see what God has called them to be. And so we are carrying them, hoping they get there and they never do because they don't have the vision for themselves. 
they don't have the vision for themselves and so we stay stuck in this place like i want you to see who you are and so i'm gonna stay in this thing until you see it if i gotta pray if i gotta fast if i gotta invest in the business for you for you to start the business if i gotta open the church or or start the website for you to for you to have the website i'll invest all of it because i see who you are but they don't even see it and so money is invested heart is invested time is invested in something that yields no return we are not in the place of position where we're investing things that yield no every investment should yield some type of return y'all hear me every investment should yield some type of return and if you are investing in a thing that you've seen no return that is not your investment that is not where you need to be invested. So Apostle, you share some of the things that you have dealt with as a, I know for you, because you are a leader, you have your own money doing your big things. And so sometimes people may be threatened by it and feel like, well, I'm not even at her level financially. So how can I even approach her? Because she she got it going on. I don't even make half of what she makes. Can you talk about that? Because I think sometimes men are threatened feel like they feel like they have to be at this caliber to to approach us like you got to be making millions baby if you making thousands we can build together if you are the right one if you have the mindset and the vision to build and grow and we walk this thing out we are multipliers i can multiply what you bring to the table if you just bring it you don't have to have millions of dollars so just talk about your experience and what that looks like for people that feel like i can't approach somebody like her because she already got it all i can't even even offer her anything well first of all let me say this high value women who are educated who are successful in their career or in any arena that they have you know pursued they automatically are in some ways looked at as not a qualifying wife. And the reason why I say that is because in Christendom, there is this thought process that if a woman is a leading lady, such as myself, if she is an apostle or if she is a prophet, and we won't even get on the apostle thing, because there's a whole nother statistic or demographic of people that don't believe that women should be leading at all. We won't even have that conversation on this broadcast. However, I will say this. Um, when you are a high value woman classified as uh, one that is educated, one that is leading in any capacity, and one that is in a certain uh, finance bracket, you are automatically seen as a threat. Now, what I have seen is that men desire women that are independent, women that uh, do not necessarily have the damsel in distress syndrome, but I've found throughout my course of just life that a lot of men cannot handle that. Because women and men who have a fix-it complex tend to attract projects and not partners. 
Woo, say that again. Projects and not women and men. And this goes for women and men. We, oh. we go for the person that is broken and we feel like we're so anointed and we're so called of God that we have the ability to heal and bring that man out. And then same thing with men. Men, men tend to go for the woman that they are above right. and not equal. Right. If you are perceived as an equal, you are perceived in many cases as a threat because oftentimes our thought process, our level of maturity is not where it needs to be. And one thing that I have found as a woman that has been married once is that marriage is made for the mature. You are not marrying a physical body, but you are marrying mindsets. And the reasons why divorce happens is because somewhere in the, the building process or in the engagement process, you discover that y'all have two totally different perspectives and mindsets when it comes down to your approach to life, ministry, intimacy, finance, how you're going to raise your kids, you know, religious beliefs, all of these things matter. And what I found is that oftentimes the reason why we end in demise is because we have not done the work to develop self. If I don't know myself well enough, that. There is no way in the world that I'm that I'm going to compliment somebody else because many people are not looking for complimentation. They are looking for completion. That. And nobody else is powerful enough and strong enough to complete you. Right. Nobody else has the capacity to make you happy. Those are things that you have to come to the table with. The other thing that I will say, and this is just hearing you ladies speak, I begin to remember when I was going through my divorce and a conversation that I had with my therapist. And when I was speaking to my therapist, I began to tell her, I said, I am concerned about the generation of women that are coming after me because if you have been raised in the church, if you've been raised in the house of God, you have been taught to not be unequally yoked. You have been taught that you, you have to be married to a man of God. But what I have found is that it is so much defilement in God's house. Ooh. And I began to tell my therapist, I said, we are taught, I was taught from a young lady, how, what type of man I am supposed to entertain. But what I have found is that, do you know that right now as a, as a grown adult woman, I cannot find one man that I've ever been connected to in my entire life that has not ever disappointed me in some way. Not one. Not one. I've seen men of God who know the word from Genesis to Revelation have, go out and have illegitimate children. In, in the relationship, I've seen men of God who say that they are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers beat on their wives. I've seen men of God give, give women uncurable diseases. And, and right now, hear me. I'm not, this is not to bash men because it happens with women as well. But right now, we're talking about the men of God. That, yeah. I've seen men of God, I mean, no. 
I think the most cruel thing you can do to a woman is to know that you have zero in interest and intentions on marrying her, but to build her hope and to build this fairy tale fantasy so that you can receive the benefits of her financial support, her emotional support, her sexual support. We're going to go there. Knowing all along that you have no real intent on being with this woman, which shows that there is a lack of integrity, which shows that there is a lack of personal development before God. And I'm going to tell you something. There are so many women and young ladies who need to heal. Yeah. They are broken. They, they have no literally no hope we won't even go we won't even go into the percentile of men who are not even classified as male but are effeminate the percentile is almost like in this day and age there is no you don't have anything left because <laughs> all the men <laughs> are working that which is unseemly taking the natural use of a woman and it's either they bisexual or they're a hoe and i'm just gonna say it like it is straight up yeah like it is or they got a lying problem drinking problem smoking problem so especially in the african-american community there needs to be true deliverance and I really, my heart goes out to men because if you look at their history, if you look at what is locked in their DNA, you see that a lot of these things are passed down from grandfather, great grandfather. And, they, and a lot of these behaviors are learned behaviors. I have an uncle and my uncle was extremely protective of me growing up, but I, I would hear conversations of him and his friends and they would constantly talk about women's bodies. They would talk about, you know, their breasts and their booties. And I mean, it was just literally like second nature for when a woman walks past a man, he would lust after her. And in the same level of attention, lines and games that he gave that one woman, he would give it to another woman. And it was just like clockwork. And so young men, a lot of these young men, they've been exposed to pornography. They've been exposed. And, it, and this comes in the forms of fathers that will pat their sons on the back. Go sons. Teaching them, coaching them. Yeah. Celebrating. Yeah. The fact that your son or your nephew not only has one woman, but has two, three, four, and five. And they think that that's cute. That's cute. It's not cute. So I am, I am, I sit here and I am extremely concerned about our daughters because our daughters are in danger, not by the men who are outside of the church, but they are in danger of the men who say that they are men of God. I can't tell you how many case files I've read of bishops and apostles who have had inappropriate, inordinate affections with minors. I can't tell you how many case files I have of apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers who have gotten teenagers pregnant 
I can't, I, I sit here before you as an apostle in the Lord's church. I do not know one man that has ever been in my life from the time I could understand English to the time that I am in now that has not disappointed me in some way. And that is sad. Because what it shows is that we have mastered language, but we have not mastered the lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, women can be just as foul and defiled and whorish and nasty as men. But right now we're dealing with the men. This is our experience. So where do we go from here? I really truly believe that there is a remnant of men who are truly in the face of God, who are truly about God's business, who truly care for God's daughters, who will be honest. I heard y'all talk about honesty and transparency. Why pursue? Solomon said, why awaken love if love is not, if you're not ready? Don't awaken First of all, you need to know yourself. Women of God, we need to have a higher standard in what we tolerate because there was a season and it wasn't too long ago that I allowed someone into my into my chambers and I'm oh I'm gonna help them and Sharice, you know about it. Oh, I'm gonna help them and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And guess what? All, the whole time, red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. But because I really cared about the individual, I stuck. I stuck. Is something that I really did not have to stick through. And that individual showed me. You, you talked about how we will invest our money. We will invest our time. We will make all types of investments to ensure that their vision and their, their, their dream comes to pass. I can't tell you how many people that I have supported. And this just goes beyond just romantic relationships this goes across the board in relationships that have truly not been honorable in how they have handled the gift of me and it brought me to a place where i realized that i have to extract myself from those types of environments and those types of relationships i have to trust what god is showing me about an individual the way in which you escape deception, the way in which you escape disappointment is you really having a real strong prayer life. What God reveals to you about an individual, that is what it is. There are a few of you on here, and this was a major pitfall for me. As heavy as I am as a seer, as heavy as I am as a dreamer, I did not, I kept trying to logisticize what God was showing me about these people from the beginning. My spirit wasn't at peace. I was always in distress. There was always this overwhelming sense of something ain't right, something ain't right, something ain't right. But you know, I'm just going to go along with the flow. I'm going to go along with the flow. I'm going to go along with the flow. And eventually the flow blew up in my face. And it was diarrheal in nature okay let me let me say this there are a few of you on here who have gifts and you you keep second guessing yourself 
you don't you don't have confidence in the gift that God gave you. I'm gonna stand here and testify. If it was not for the gift of God upon my life, it being able to see and discern what was happening around me, I would be sitting before you with an uncurable disease. My ex-husband, and I don't I don't often go into this testimony, and I'm only going into this testimony because it's necessary for those of you who are listening. Don't think that you are safe and secure just because you marry a quote-unquote man of God. Because we've got fellowships of faggotry. Yes, I said that. <laughs> In the house of God, we've got more sugar than diabetes in the house of god we've got fruit loops and cuckoo for cocoa puffs in the house of god and we i know y'all gonna holler and i hope i don't end up on larry reed because i said what i said but i'm standing by what i said we've got so much deception I have no problem with people who are outright with their sexuality. Listen, if you're bisexual, you're bisexual. If you're gay, you're gay, right? We respect your decision to live your life in that way. But when you operate in deception and you marry someone knowing that you are this way, knowing that you are, 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 are addicted to sex or hypersexual, right? That is when the problems begin because now you are damaging someone else's life with intent. I was married to a powerful man of God years ago, pastoring a powerful prophet. I mean, can prophesy and see through muddy water and the man of God has some struggles. Let me tell you what I did with my psychological self. With my psychological self, I really did my due diligence to do my homework about where you come from. Let me meet your family. Let me talk to your mom. I asked his mother, I said, you know, is there anything traumatic that happened to uh, him while he was young? Anything, anything I need to know about? Excuse me, somebody was calling me. Anything that I need to know about? And she didn't share something that was very important that I needed to know. And as time went on, you know, I got, We've gotten um, marital counseling. Some of y'all, let me say this, before you enter into a relationship that is serious, I don't care if you feel like you are Superman or Superwoman. You need to have premarital counseling because there are things in those conversations that will come up that you need to be aware of. You never enter into a, a marriage blind, blinded by love. No, love, listen, I'm walk, I'm standing in love this season. I ain't falling. Come on. <laughs> okay? I'm standing in love, and I'm standing in love with my eyes wide open. I'm going to know your good. I'm going to know your bad. I'm going to know your ugly. I'm going to know your hangups. I'm going to be, I'm going to know as much as I can know about you. Because nobody's perfect, right? But erring from perfection is different from intentionally walking in deception.
Okay. And so I did marital counseling. And what was so disheartening is that the bishop at the time that we were submitted to, this particular bishop knew the struggles of his spiritual son. And I'm 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 gonna I'm going to to go into this for a reason because leadership is very important in your life. If you do not have a real apostle, I'm not talking about a Facebook apostle. I'm talking about a real apostle who can see and will pray you through. One thing about my children, they'll all tell you, those who are spiritually uh, sons and daughters of mine, I do not control their relationships. I don't control the dynamics. I don't get involved unless God tells me. And when they come to me and say, oh, I'm dating so-and-so, okay, we're going to pray. Okay, we're going to allow time to vet them. Okay, we're going we gonna to allow the wash, the cycles of the wash, to show forth what's in that rinse, okay? We're not going to move too too fast and we're not going to move too slow. Because one thing about time, it's going to tell. To tell. All you've got to do give is give it time. So leadership is also very important. You need to have someone that you're accountable to that has a direct line of communication to God that, and that's really praying on your behalf. So I went to this particular bishop who was a quote-unquote uncle of mine. This individual went to my ex-husband and told him, son, you're not ready to be married, but never shared that information with me. I was sitting in South Florida and an apostle by the name of Roshner Jean began to prophesy to me and he began to describe the decision, the, the decision that I was making. Now, mind you, I had just met this man of God, didn't know him well enough. We literally just had conversations and this prophet began to prophesy to me. He said, if you, I, I see this person, describe them to the T. I never seen them face to face. I had just gotten out of out of my childhood love, you know, your first love. We had just broke off our engagement due to some things, right? And so I'm I still got the ring and everything from my from my first engagement. It had been about a year. So I, I get introduced to this man of God, right? I'm talking, getting to know him over the phone, and then I get this prophecy. The prophecy says if you if you go in this direction with this individual, your life is going to be derailed for years. And if you go in this direction, this is going to be very hurtful and painful, but you're going to come out of it. So I get everybody on the phone. I get my godmother on the phone who was with me. I get the bishop who was his spiritual father on the phone. I say, Bishop, this is the prophetic word that was given to me concerning your son. And I don't know him well enough. Are these areas, does he struggle with, uh, does he have a violent nature? Does he, does he tend to be, you know, operating domestic violence? Does he tend to struggle with his sexuality? I ask these questions. And he said, no, no, not, I've never seen this in my son, uh, X, Y, Z. I go, I go forward. God begins to give me dreams. I'm seeing lewd and explicit pictures and and activity i mean real graphic like i'm literally watching a movie and back then because i was not in an environment 
because I was not in a place, because I did not have leadership that knew how to encourage me to believe the voice of God for my life. God was literally showing me what was in the background and I bypassed it because, you know, that's just the devil trying to stop my, happiness. my next chapter. I was sick of my family and this is what I'm going to speak to you young ladies about. Some of y'all make detrimental decisions because you're tired of being in the same place. For some of you, your family getting on your nerves. So you see that next relationship as an escape. I realized in the aftermath of this marriage, I really did not, I really was not, I loved them, but I was not in love. I stayed longer than I needed to stay because I had a fear of failure because after all, I'm, I'm the childhood preaching prodigy. I didn't want the mark. You listen to me. I didn't, I didn't want the mark of failure to follow me because I thought that I failed if I left. And a lot of y'all, y'all stay in abusive relationship. You know that ninja cheating on you. You know he can't keep his stuff home. You know, you, you already know the truth is in you. It's programmed in your DNA to know the truth. If you would just learn how to listen to primitive instincts, you've got to be careful of predators. Predators will see the goods on you. There are some men who do not even want you. They want what's on your life. They want the perks that come with being married to you. They want the perks of being the one who could say that they slept with you. That's why it ain't a whole lot of ninjas out here that can say that they've had this. Because I have, I have learned the hard way. I've got to be careful. There are whole groups on social media of pictures floating around of different women that these preachers sleep with and they bragging about it. Oh, I had that and passing them on and you should try. I, this is some real live oh, stuff that yeah. goes on in the house of God. Yeah. So I had, I asked the right questions. I did my due diligence. I had counsel and because people refuse to be honest about what was really going on because listen I, I, i'm a spiritual mother but i'm not covering for my daughters and i'm not covering for my sons if i know that my son has an issue with his sexuality and he comes to me with a, a young lady i'm the first thing i'm going to say to him is have you told this young lady what you're dealing with if i got a daughter that's dealing with her issues with her sexuality or even whoredoms. I'm going to ask her, have you told, have you been honest with this individual before you even take this any step further? But see, we still got the seed of iniquity in us. We still got the seed of Adam in us that loves to hide in the bushes our nakedness. And until we get to the place where we have the ability to deal with us in our true estate, we will not grow. Long story short, seven, eight years into a marriage, miserable, not fulfilled, saving face for church folks because I didn't want to be a failure 
finally I decided enough is enough. And we departed. We departed amicably, amicably right? We, 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 there's no drama centered around the departure. He's still who he is in God. And I pray that he is truly delivered, right? But during the course of our marriage, this man contracted HIV. And you want to know why the, the only reason why I didn't have HIV? The only reason why I don't have any incurable diseases is because he had enough respect for, for the mantle that was on my life not to sleep with me while he was doing what he was doing. Imagine, I lost my virginity at 21 years old. I, I, I haven't been out there because I've had to live a chase life, right? Never been in a club a day in my life. And I've got to take the walk of shame to go and be tested for disease when I haven't even had the liberty of sowing my wild, my wild oats or busting it wild open, as they say. It was the gift that God invested in me that saved my life, dreams, visions. I, I would begin to see 911 on my alarm clocks. I would be awakened in the middle of the night, three and two o'clock in the morning. I'm seeing and hearing all kinds of spirits walking to and from my house. I'm talking about spirits seductively wiping, touching my face and bouncing off of the wall. And I'm, I'm, I begin to pray during this time. I said, God, whatever has been opened, whatever legal door has been opened in my household, reveal it to me now. When I woke up, Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, still in the way to pray. And that brother started hearing me say, God exposed every hidden thing up in this house. He got scared. Because he knew the weight of my intercession. And I really, I, I tried with all that I had to save that marriage. And it just was not destined. And I want to say this to, to somebody who's listening. Some of you are trying to salvage and save. You're trying to fight for relationships. You ain't even married to these ninjas. And you trying to hold on to people that let you go a long time ago. You've got to be free and embrace what you deserve, not what you desire. Because sometimes what you desire is all rooted in underdevelopment. What you have not developed within yourself long story short even in the midst of what came out because i'll never forget the day that he came home from work the spirit of the lord told me that day he said stay home i don't want you to go to work i want you to stay home and i'm asking god why do i have to stay home from work it's uh, it's, it's so important to be sensitive to god and listen thank god at the time i was salaried so i could afford to stay home i was still gonna get paid so I said, okay, God, I'm still going to get my coin, so I'm going to stay home and I'm going to pray. The man of God walks through the door, drops everything that he had in his hand and begin to weep. He began to cry out to God and say, God, I've abused your church. God, please forgive me. I will never forget it. And here I am with such a heart, knowing some of the things that was going on. I meet him on the ground, praying and crying too. Asking him to tell me what's going on. 
and he tells me, you got to get up, you got to put on some clothes because we got to go get tested. My job just did a random swab and I found out that I'm HIV positive. I can't tell you how many first ladies that I know personally who have died. I can't tell you how many first ladies that I know personally that are in silence. They are sworn to secrecy. They still married, but they got a package that they don't deserve. Herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, uh, HIV, AIDS, it is real. You cannot be out here just sleeping with anybody. If you ever put yourself in that position, you better realize that you are playing Russian roulette with your life. We're not in the days anymore that you can afford to just slip and tip in any and everybody's bed. People look at women like me in leadership and they think that we're so high and mighty and we're unattainable and we're unreachable. But when you have been through what I've been through, I got people right now asking me, Apostle, why you you so beautiful? You're so attractive, girl. You got it going, going on. I have, listen, it's any, many, mighty, mo catcher by the toe for me. I can pick and choose who I want, but I don't have time to play around when I know what I see is defilement, dishonesty, deception. I would rather wait when you've been married before. You don't mind waiting long so that you can marry right. There, I want to say this. I don't, I don't want y'all to walk away from this conversation with a negative perspective of relationships because people just don't understand. They don't understand the work that I've had to do on me to be able to be as whole and as healthy as I am. And when you have paid a price, you cannot afford to just let, let any and everybody have access. I'm a public figure. I have to be careful who I associate myself with, who I give my time and energy to, who I give my emotions to. Because I've got real lives on the line that hang in the balance of my decisions. I refuse to marry a man that is not noble. I refuse to marry a man that is a liar. I refuse to, to expose myself spiritual children or my womb that has not given birth to seed yet to any defiled seed. So I'd rather wait long than marry wrong, which brings me to my next point. And I'm going to let y'all go forth because I feel like I've been talking forever. You have to be content with being alone. Now, being alone does not mean that you wall everything and everybody out and you're self-absorbed into your own little bubble. But what it means is that you are not, you're not able to be emotionally manipulated by the dependency of a relationship. You, listen, 
Jesus showed us how to ascend and he showed us how to master it. He showed us how to bypass temptation. He showed us how to be how to be noble. He showed us how to be free. He showed us how to be holy. He showed us that it is possible. To be alone does not mean that you're lonely. And here's what I find in most men and most women. They have not spent enough time alone. They don't know what they really like. They don't know what they don't like. They don't really know who they are. They wait till somebody else comes along to dictate or, or tell them who they are or to boost their ego. You need enough time to go within yourself before you are really ready for a relationship. You need to go through all the chambers and corridors of your heart, even the places that you have hidden away, tucked away. Because if you really dig deep enough, you're going to find that there's some trauma there that you need to deal with. A lot of us, we don't deal with our trauma. I want to know, have you spent enough time dealing with your traumas before you marry? Think about marrying me. Am I going to have to pay for what your ex did? Am I going to have to pay for what all these other people did in your life that hurt you to the core? These are all questions that every individual, male and female, needs to ask themselves before they even think about having the conversation of relationship relationships are the currency of the kingdom y'all they have the ability to make or break you and you got to be very discerning and very careful with who you pick as friends and who you pick as your mate it is not all about church can i say this you know how many people them got i want to say I feel the spirit of Larry Reed on me right now, but I'm not going to say what he normally says. I love him. Listen, you know how many people have gotten their whole life tore down because of prophecy? Prophecy. Some prophet don't prophesy to them about a relationship and, and was completely off because we have, you know how many you know how many marriages have been arranged by ministry? Oh, we flow good together in ministry, but when we get home, we a whole monster. Don't like each other. If ministry is the only thing that you have in common, it is a recipe for disaster because ministry ain't enough to keep you, baby. Love ain't enough to keep a marriage. I've come to the place I have been in love before. And and what I'll say this when I was growing up, the first the first man that I fell in love with, my mama was like, girl, you love this boy, but you're gonna be in love a million and one times. Take your time. And I didn't understand then what she was saying to me. But as an adult woman now, I totally get it. Everybody that you love is not your destiny, mate. Love is not enough to keep a marriage. You have to have more than that. So I'm going to, that's just a little bit of, of, of the background and my concerns regarding 
the estate of the kingdom and our relationships and how we as men and women of God, kings and queens, need to do a better job of honoring each other. If I really love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I really love you, I'm not going to have you in suspense, hanging and dangling by a little bit of a bait and throw you a bone. Some of you women and some of you men are tolerating crumbs when it's people out here that's willing to give you the world. Again, you have to get to a place where you honor and love yourself and you evaluate what is fitting for you. If you are willing to accept poor treatment, that's what they're going to give. Some people need to see a standard. And I think if the women got it together to the point where we stop sleeping with married men, hello, we stop being side chicks and we start really having a standard, then it would make the men of God really rethink their actions. Because let me tell y'all about your girl, ACLJ. People scared to approach me. They already know I'm no nonsense. I don't get all these messages in my inbox. I have men who are interested, but they approach me a certain way because I, my persona, my presence exudes queen. You can't give me an animal call and I look back because I'm looking straight ahead like, who in the world are you calling at? You know, like how back in the days, Sharice, in the streets of Miami, they used to make them little animal calls <laughs> and the little whistles. I never responded to those animal calls because I'm not an animal. That wasn't attractive to me. Now, a man who has intellect and brilliance, class, sophistication, those are the things that attract me. If I can have some of the deepest conversations with you and you understand where I'm coming from and actually can help teach me something, that's the type of man that's going to pull your girl. A man who has integrity, who doesn't have wandering eyes looking at every fat behind in a skirt. A man who has not slept with the whole community. A man who, uh, this listen, I could go down the line and I'm here to tell all of you ladies, what you are asking for is not too much. It is possible. I, I do know some men who love their wives, their, their connection is so deep with the one they really love that they don't have eyes for anybody else. Have they been perfect their whole life? No. There's some men who had to grow to grow grow to that. There's some men who had to lose some good ones to, to know how to value the next one. I want to say this to all men and ladies. Integrity goes a long way. Integrity in all things. Integrity in your relationships. Integrity in your intent and in your desires. It is it is totally not cool to be a deceiver. Totally. Be honest about where you are. Be honest about your dating status. If you if you got multiple flames in the fire, you need to be honest about that. Hey, I'm not ready for a serious relationship right now. I like you. I want to get to know you. I respect. Let me lay, let me raise my hand. I have had men of God who were amazing say to me Sierra you are fine as all get up I want you 
but I know that I'm not ready for a woman like you. Just be honest. I know what you expect. I, I, I've studied you. I had one man of God, Sharice would tell you, reached out to me not too long ago, a couple of months ago. Said, woman of God, I've been studying you for the last six years and I did the work on myself before I even approached you. Now, I ain't even gonna lie now. He got my attention when he said that. I was like, ooh, okay. So I hear maturity. I told my daughter, I said, mm, I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm still picking up and sensing some things and I'm going to pray about it because I know what my heart really is, right? So I shared that with her. But I was impressed by the fact that he studied me. He watched me from afar. And he said, when I saw you, I mean, this man of God described what I had on when I was in Walmart shopping, minding my business. Let me say this to the ladies, people watch you, watching you, your character and how you present yourself speaks volumes. So I've been watching you for this long. This is what you had on when you was in the store and I saw you. I didn't say anything to you then because it wasn't time. And I was thoroughly blessed by that. And while we didn't pursue anything further because that's not what the Lord said, I totally appreciated the integrity, the honesty, the transparency the communication, the the approach. Last thought, and I'm getting off for real. You know, I'm a preacher for real. <laughs> Men of God, it is truly okay to shoot your shot. If there is a woman of God that is single and you really like her, don't have all of these preconceived notions about women and, and men, and you don't even really know the person. Take the time to see what the end can be. I think going back to your original question, Sharice, as a high value woman, sometimes all of these preconceived notions, or I'm not good enough, or I, I'm not gonna measure up, or I don't have the same level of education, or I'm not making the same money, amount of money is an issue. The Yala Van Zandt did an interview with a, a woman and she was asking her, would she date a bus driver? And I had a friend of mine send the same video to me. He asked me, would you date a bus driver? And I said, absolutely. If he loved driving the bus, if he has a business mindset to, to take himself from just being a bus driver to being an owner of bus companies, eventually, if he has a vision for his life, if he has a vision for me, hey, I can roll with that. Because guess what, ladies, we bypassed the bus driver for the multi-millionaires. The, the multi-millionaire you don't even know is a, a, a is a pure harlot. Because I've had millionaires come for me. And listen, what I've seen is not impressive. Some, some people think that because they have all the money in the world, that they can have anybody. They can be with anybody. And because you decide to be with a high value man, their perspective is you have to tolerate my infidelities because this is what you signed up to, for to live this type of lifestyle. And this is why I will say to all women, stand on your own and get your own, have your own good credit, go out and get your education, make sure that you are educated, make sure that you do the work to be whole, 
Make sure that you do the work that so that you can bring something to the table. As a matter of fact, don't just bring something to the table. Be the table. The right ones will see you and will honor you and will step up to the plate. Some of us, we're not a three-course meal. We're a 9, 10, 15, 16-course meal. And it's okay to be that. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Lord, I'm sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. It was all um, like, the real day. Like, ooh, God. No, because it's good. No. No, it is good. I was sitting here like chewing on all of it. No. And this <laughs> no. is my experience. This yes. is my experience. And so I, I'm on this broadcast and I didn't even plan to go into my testimony because I really don't. I'm very careful and intentional about not building my platform off of past pain. Right. So many women have done that. They get divorced five years ago and they still Ooh. talking about that man running them in the ground. I want y'all to hear me. I'm not bashing my ex-husband. I, I didn't mention that because I'm still bitter or I'm still broken. I said that because I need all of you, especially my young women, to wake up. Please don't think that just because you met them in church. Please don't think just because they got an office or a title that you're safe. You really do have to pray. If you see red flags, run, Forrest, run. Y'all done ran with that run for us, run. I thought that was, <laughs> that was hilarious. Run for us, run. run. Leave that Jenny. Okay. Please, Please put your shoes so, on. It's, it's really serious. Your relationships can make or break you. I know people who have been divorced and, and they still have not recovered from it. They still have not recovered from it. So I'm going to go ahead, Sharice. <laughs> I love you. I love you. And I, love I love you. Too. Because it's, you said so many things that I think are going to help so many people. One, thank you for your, one thing that I love about you is that you will be transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people, once they get to a certain plateau in leadership, they'll act like they never experienced anything. They've been saved all their life and they ain't done nothing. They ain't, nothing has happened. So I love the fact that we can glean from you from a transparent place that we don't feel like, okay, I've missed it or I've messed up when I've done something because we know that, okay, my leader has experienced and look where she's come from. So I, I honor you for being transparent because everybody's not. Um, but It's I so important to show that you can survive. Right. And you can be whole and you don't listen. Any relationship that I've been in, I've given my all. All. I, I'm not perfect, but for the most part, I really do try to exemplify that wholeness and that healing. I'm not going to look at you through the eyes of pain. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you an opportunity to show me who you are. Give you a chance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you that free space to show me the fullness of who you are. And once I have seen your capacity, what you have the capacity to do, then I, then I deal with you accordingly. 
So for those women out there who really need to heal from the disappointment and from the heartbreak, put, please do the work. Because if you don't, you will not have the ability to identify the real ones. And let's make this clear. There are some they real are. ones out there. They are. Who are phenomenal men, who are doing big things, who are integral, who are honest, who yeah. won't play with your heart, who yeah. won't play with your body. And not. So we got to stop laying. This is a big one. We got to stop laying women down. And we know that we ain't planning on yeah. having a real future with them. Right. Now, if they consent to being treated like that, and it's just consensual, that's your business. But if you're a man of God, you should really you shouldn't be out here doing that. Men of God, I charge y'all today. Do better by God's daughters. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a daughter. Because the seeds you sow don't always come back to you. They'll come back to your kids. And if you have sons, your sons may have a, a, a daughter. And, and that granddaughter might have to reap some seeds because Poppy was a rolling stone who never looked back to see whose hearts they've crushed and destroyed in the aftermath of all their trails. A lot of us, we don't even think about the effects, the after effects of the people that we've left long after, Lord have mercy, long after we've left them, male and female, of the pieces that they are left to pick back up again because we were so selfish. We were so caught up in our needs. One thing about marriage, marriage, marriage is a ministry of selflessness. You serve one another. You put one another before the other. If you're single and you, it's all about you and you don't have the ability or the mindset to serve, you know, God began to really deal with me about these things. He said, I want you to begin to to change your perspective of what it is that you deserve because you you seem to be the one that puts all the effort in. You seem to be the one that want to build and you want to, you, you, you really want to, you, you work too hard in some of these situations. God was like, let it go. Okay, if, they not, if they're not ready to commit, let it go. And guess what? If I'm available in another season, I may pick it back up but if not i'm keeping it moving i've come to the place y'all where i'm truly okay with taking care of my family building god's house pouring into his people if i have to do it alone i am okay doing it alone but i will i refuse to get married and not have peace in my heart and in my soul because i gotta be safe I've seen too much. I know too much. I've experienced too much to play games with my heart. And I suggest to every woman, boy or girl, listening to me tonight, that you do the same. That's it. That's it. If y'all did not pull anything out of what was shared today, I think that that is it. Like, literally make sure that you are okay make sure that you are okay make sure that you're healed there's so much that apostle shared 
And some of the key things are the red flags. We talked about that. Y'all stop ignoring them. Stop ignoring them. You're praying and fasting and getting your prayer group together and fasting and praying is not going to remove the the flags. They're still going to be there. And so you commit yourself to something feeling feeling like you can be Mrs. Fix-It, but you can't fix something that's broken and does not want to be fixed. It's one thing if they want to be, but when they do not want change and they do not want to be fixed, you cannot be misfixed for something that does not want to be fixed. Y'all, like, I feel that so heavy. For some of you, y'all have seen every flag. Y'all have seen the flags. Y'all have, like Apostle said, have had the dreams, have had the prophecies, have had the visions. Your friends mm. have said, sis, that ain't it. Your, your family has said, sis, that ain't it. And you feel like they just against you. Y'all don't want me to be happy. Y'all don't want me to be happy. This is a man for me. If you have seen the signs and you're still committed to try to go into something that God is saying, no, stop, daughter, stop. Do not ignore the signs the Do other he said too that god was highlighting as well is that the church didn't hurt you god didn't do it to you it was the man of god that was out of order that used your body it was the man of god that played you it was a man of god that was perverse and took you to that place it was not god it was not the church some of you have minds so have left the church some of you have don't want to have nothing to do with the church or the people of god because of what the man did and i am sorry that you experienced that i am sorry that you had to go through that i am sorry that he was so weak-minded that he looked at you in a weak place and drew you to that type of place i am sorry but it wasn't god and it wasn't the church it wasn't God and it wasn't the church. We have to really, like Apostle said, begin to pray. But and it's not just the men, like she said. We're not just we 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 hear this is a ladies' edition, but we can the men can say the same thing that women are ones that are set up and will send their pictures. I have had stories from friends of mine that are oh, men said, you know, they'll be waiting at hotel rooms after ministry events. Like, it's real bad. Women gotta do better. Overall. We gotta do better, ladies. We, really we have to do better. We have to do better. So, I, and the, the other thing I want, you were talking about too, Apostle, you said that when you go out that the men are watching. Y'all are complaining about not getting a man or not getting attention, but what they watching is they're not seeing nothing they want. You're not dressed. You go out there with your bonnet and your flip-flops on. You've got every post that you have is either you you going off on somebody, you talking about how there's no good men, you talking about somebody <laughs> else's husband, you got you got every picture with everything showing. So what do you expect to get? Oh, true. They're watching you. Do, is this something that I could connect to? No, because she cussing one second and praying the next, or because she she talking about this worship and bashing men the next, and she how how what what where is the presentation that I want to be say be able to say this is what I want for my for my wife? Y'all have to represent. And the last thing, and I'm sis, I'm gonna let you you share too, is that y'all can't be so heavenly minded that you know earthly mm. good. Have some balance. Everything is not tongues, y'all. Everything is not scripture and prophecy. 
enjoy the, the the process of dating enjoy let let a man pursue you and get these long lists out the way you got these long he got to be this he got to be that he got to propose like this we got to have this kind of wedding he got to make this kind of money he got to look like this he got to act like this he got to talk like this he got to be healed from this he got to be healed from that and you can't even give him nothing but prayer and privates you ain't got so nothing to offer. You got this long list, but you have nothing to offer. What do you bring? Like Apostle said, what do you bring to the table? Your credit ain't right. You can't cook. You can't clean. But you think because you can pray and you feel like you got something good down there that, that's going to keep it. No, ma'am. It's some good everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's several prayer warriors and intercessors. So that's not what's locking him in. When we, we got to have more to bring to the table and stop looking at this list and be like, well, no, I can't date you because you don't have that. But you ain't got nothing. What are you presenting? What are you bringing? Cut these lists down, y'all. Yeah, I got to have millions of dollars. Like Apostle said, I was just talking about that earlier is that we are multipliers. If he has a vision, if he's a visionary, no, he may not have the millions now. But when he connects to me, baby, we go yes. into millions. When you connect with me, who he finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor. I'm his favor. So right now, boo, you may be riding a bicycle. You need a car at least because you got me. <laughs> ain't going to say that. But, <laughs> but right now, you may be... <laughs> You may be working at a, a, a newspaper stand or something, but you know you want to be a magazine owner, whatever it is. I see the vision. You see the vision. We running that vision out together. We got to have cause. You certain things we ain't going to check off this list. You certain things you got to bring to the table. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, you are the one that can multiply. We are the ones that carry in our when We're the incubators of the dreams and the visions. We are ones, I said this before, that when when the man connects to the right woman, we unlock things in them. There are certain things that they didn't even know that they could do until they connect with the right one that begins to unlock the vision, unlock the dreams, unlock what they carry. We incubate the thing. But you're so busy looking at him for him to already be there that you're missing out. She talked about that on the on the live you did, Apostle. You talked about how we fumble good men. If we yes, are fumble. We are fumblers. Really good people. We have Some good men come, but because they don't meet our criteria and our checklist, we fumble them because they're not where we feel like they should be right now. But the sad thing is, you ain't where you're supposed to be right now either. So how about you grow together and build together? The beauty of a relationship is to be able to build and grow together. To build and grow together. Y'all, these lists got to come down some. Be the visionary. Be one that can begin to help him birth the thing. Help him pull out a thing, ladies. Get the attitudes together. They ain't coming to you because your attitude's sour. They're not coming to you because you think you run everything. It's one thing to be one that is a woman that is dominant in her roles and this, okay, I, I'm a prophet, so I got to come and I got to be strong with my words. I got to come and I got to be, I got to stand with like and carry the weight of things in my, in my lane, in my business and in my ministry. But when it comes to my home, I'm submissive. I'm soft. I'm gentle. I'm going to stand back and let you lead. 
But some of y'all don't want even want a man to lead. You want to run everything. You want to carry the weight. You want to make the money. You want to cook. You want to you want to do everything. The man has no voice. What is the purpose? What is his purpose in your life if you want to control everything? Stand back. We hate that word submission, but it's true. A man wants a woman that's gentle, that he can that can nurture him and can be soft for him when he needs that. The world beats him up enough. He don't have to come home and get beat up too. Check your attitudes. Absolutely. Check your attitudes. Well, he trying to change me. I, I've always been this way. I'm a strong, yes, you're a strong woman, but there's a certain point where you got to maneuver and say, okay, I, I can't, I can't always be, I got to be gentle for him. I got to be soft. I can't always snap back. I can't always bite back. I, let me submit in the home. Now, when you the prophet and the pastor, you run out and you do all, but when you at home, allow him to be, be the a wife. Be yes. a wife. And you know, Cherie, sometimes, sometimes we need that balance of a man that knows how to put us in check. Put that, check us. Some, yes. Yep. We, we yes. need that. And see, women have to be whole enough to understand the difference between a man that is trying to help make you better versus control you. Right. There's a huge difference. And you can tell the difference. You can tell when there's control when you're just like, babe, I just, I'm trying to help you. Come mm -hmm. on, calm down a little bit. You can tell the difference. But there are some amazing men out there. I've had um, where I've talked to somebody and they were talking about my therapist. And I was like, your therapist? Like I had to turn my head like this man said he has a therapist. I was like, whoa, like that's a check. That's a green check. Like already. Absolutely. I recommend everyone that can. If you know you've been through some traumatic experiences, go and get a therapist. It is important. Is Sharice, I want to pick back up on something else that you said, um, because it's ringing out loud in my spirit right now. When God blesses you with your man of God, for men of God, your woman of God, you will never have to pray that they choose you. Because right now there are so many people who have crossed over into witchcraft Ooh. and they're praying prayers to manipulate your choice. If you got to pray for a man or a woman to choose you, you already way out of pocket. Let that go. God does not get involved in our choices. He never told Adam. Adam, this is your wife. I made her to be your wife. No, Adam woke up. He saw what he saw Eve. He said, This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh could have, he could have recognized her as a sister. Hey, Kendra folks, we family. He could he could have said that, but he didn't. It was his choice. God does not make you choose a mate. You make a choice. What he does is he puts them in your path like he did Eve. He put it in his path. He woke up out of that sleep estate and he had the revelation of God in him to say, to recognize this is my wife. And then he goes on to name her, which assigns her 
a function in his life. Real Eves, real ribs are not competing with your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your baby kids, your church, your ministry, your job. We, we are not competing with those things because you control the dynamic of the role that we play in your lives. So I, I really want to, I really want to hone in on that. You know, there's, there's women of God who desire a certain man and they'll go into prayer and fasting that he chooses them. And that's witchcraft. That's witchcraft. You, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to do all that. If that man wants you, he's going to pursue you. Right. And if he don't want you, he, you, he'll act like you don't exist. Let's say that again. I think we need to say that for the people in the back. If you are sitting praying, for you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to sit and pray for anybody to choose you. I refuse to do that. I'm not wasting one day. I don't care if I really even desire you. I'm not going to God praying about God, reveal to him that I'm his wife. Reveal to him that I'm the one. Uh-uh. That's not how this works. Mm -mm. That thing has to come organic. If I've got to pray and I've got to go to a witch doctor to put <laughs> roots on you to make you choose me, that's not real love. Mm -mm. Or get out and, of the and the saints are doing that. Yeah. The saints are doing that with the men of God who are single. Saints of God are doing that with the women of God who they want. It's getting out of hand. All right, I'm done. That's yeah. That's not God. You ain't got to for a man knows. A man knows. It, it doesn't take him years to figure out if you're the one. It, it doesn't take him. It doesn't take him when he knows. He knows. It literally. I, God, stop being afraid. Stop being a make freak. a move. Right. Stop wasting time. So right. many people, Sharice, are gonna be um they're gonna be sad when someone else comes in and swoops that person up mm -hmm. because they had six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of that person's time and they never moved and made any advancement because of fear, because of all these other excuses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a man or a woman all this time to know whether they want to commit to you and make it official yeah it really doesn't it doesn't stop making excuses for them whoever that is on this broadcast <laughs> you've been in situation ship situation for eight, nine ten years entanglement stop making excuses entanglement it's time to have a conversation yeah. either we gonna do this thing or we not yeah. and to my sons out there because i know it's men watching this broadcast if you've dragged, if you've drugged out the, with the one you know you want and you love, you better stop playing because a real man is not going to leave room or opportunity for somebody else to take what he wants. Right. And if she ain't got no ring on her finger, bruh, she is available and free. She is single. Single, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the. So I had to say, bro. Right. You know that's the that's the new bruh. language. 
bro, bro, she stop, is not stop dragging it. Single. Yeah. Right. Somebody Don't. else who's willing to step up to the plate will. Yeah. And ladies, I get your this. voice back. Get your voice back. Get get your fight back. Get your voice back. I yeah. remember I was there was a gentleman that kept pursuing me. In, a, in the, the beginning, I was letting him, I was listening to the lies and I was accepting all the lies and I was, okay, you know, I'm going to try and make it work. And then when I realized you playing me and this ain't for me, he comes back and, you know, tries to talk and everything. He was like, oh, women act different when they get their voice back. Now you, now it's a no. Like men know, they know when you have gotten to a place where you know who you are and you're not settling and playing no game. You're not selling for the games. You're not selling for the lies. You're not playing. Women, get your voice back. These men can smell it. They can smell when a woman is at a weak place, when they want to be married so bad, when they want to be in a relationship so bad, they know how to maneuver. They know what to say. They know what to do. But once you get that voice back and say, I'm not selling for that. I'm not going to be second behind nothing. If you got to hide me for two, three years, I don't need to be with you. If you got, if you can't, if we can't solidify what we have after so long, you hiding me. That's, I, I'm not a, I'm not a side piece. I, I'm not your side piece in this relationship. Women, get your voice back. Please stand and on, on top of that. Stop being a secret. Right. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. If you got to be a secret, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to have to chime in on this part. And stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm sipping my tea now. <laughs> Listen, daughter, bitch, she been, she been holding it. it over there. <laughs> been brewing. Go ahead, <laughs> See, this, this is horrible when we get together. It's going to be. It's all right. we should... I mean, everything. That was said was so needed. And, you know, sometimes there's not a whole lot more that needs to be said. Um, but getting that, you just hit on something when you said stop being a secret. We live in a society now in Christianum where, you know, if you're a pastor, prophet, apostle, whatever, we got all of these other advisors outside of the Holy Spirit. And we, oh, don't let nobody know this. Don't let nobody know that because, oh, they're going to put witchcraft on you. They're going to start talking about it and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I want to know when the witch became more powerful than God. Come on. I want to know when the warlock has more dominion than what God has ordained. The only time that the witch and the warlock, the Jezebels, the mm. big booties, have more say in your relationship than God is when you have not submitted, when you ain't truly committed, when it's your representative that's on the front line and not the real play. That is when those things now can take priority. That's when those things now are in control. But you cannot tell me that you are a born again, spirit filled believer of God, man of God, woman of God, and you worried about what somebody going to say or somebody jumping in your inbox because now they know you no longer single or now they know that you dating somebody. No, the truth of the matter is you don't want nobody to know that you're in a relationship because you don't want the truth of all of the others that you lied about entertaining to find out what's really going on. 
So as women of God, when you begin to date someone Ooh. or someone is actively trying to pursue you, not you pursuing them, I'm talking about pursuing you as hard as Forrest was running. They running after you hard like that. They're pursuing you, but they don't want nobody to know about you. It is because, it ain't because no witch or no warlock. It ain't because they worried about all of the women that's trying to throw themselves at you. You played it earlier today, mom, when you played the song that I know I got a good woman at home and ain't nothing around here that you can throw my way that'll make me mess up my good thing. Because how can we say God said? How can we say you are the one that God has presented to me and every Susie, Mary, and Looky Lou that comes your way has so much that they can now cause you to want to walk away from what you said God has called you to have. We have to have more discernment even in that. If you are, if you cannot be with me in public, you showing up ain't finna be with me in private. We're not playing those games. If we as women of God and as women, period, you have to get to the point that you love yourself enough, you value yourself enough, you know exactly who God created you to be, that you are not finna be nobody's hiding place. You're not finna be their secret wonder. You're not finna be the one that they call when they need to get contracts done, when they need to get websites and they need to get photo shoots and they need all of these things done to build themselves up, to build their brand, to build their business, to build their ministry, to make them look good on paper. And you around here thinking, and they got everybody else on the hotline. So you have to understand who you are. You have to know your worth. You have to know your value. And do not run from that voice inside to let that tells you this ain't what that is. This ain't what that is. So what people say you're picky. So what people say, oh, well, you know, I've had people tell me, Sharice, you know, you too hard sometimes. You turn, you know, you, you always looking for a reason. It's, I don't look for a reason to be hard. I don't look for a reason to turn down. If God's desire for me to be married, I want God's desire, but I'm also not going to settle. And when something don't feel right in my spirit, listen, it don't feel right in my spirit. And we got to get to that point that you have to trust your own discernment. You got to trust those red flags that pop up in your own life and stop waiting for everybody else to confirm what you already know to be true because you want it to happen so bad. Is it that you're truly mm. in love or is mm. it that? You're tired of waiting. Is it that this one is really the one and God said it's the one? Or is it that you're so hopeful of all of the prophecies that are coming to pass that this is have to this finally has to be it? You have to now come into consciousness of knowing what has God spoken to you and who is the man or woman that can fulfill that role. It is bigger. I'm not in church 24 seven. I ain't walking around 24 hours a day, seven days a week speaking in tongues. I'm not laying hands, prophesying, quoting those scriptures and doing all of that. But can that person now speak to Sharice? Can they speak to Lenore? Can they speak to the woman in me? Can they be my father when I need a father? Can they be my brother when I need that? Can they be my pastor when they need that can it be my lover when they need that and if i don't know what i need i don't know how to present myself to that man of god but i'm also not going to settle for anything that does not agree with my spirit start paying attention to those little things and stop letting people bamboozle you and brainwash you and hoodwink you with their cute little quotes with their posts that's so wanted but then when you hear 
and see God. When if I don't see God's spirit in you, if I don't hear God's sound coming out of you, why am I even trying to entertain you? So whatever it is that I go through, I can't fault nobody else. I got to look at what was in me. What was my insecurities? What was my breaking point that allowed me yeah. to settle for something less than who God said I am and what I can have? I want the best that God got for me. And the best may not, you, he may not come with a title. He may not come with a position. And I'm okay with that because I know my word. Since you said it better, we are multipliers naturally. One of my gifts and talents, and it is true even to this day, I don't mm -hmm. care what you bring me. You better believe I'm going to take it, and I'm going to take it to the 10th dimension for you yes. because that's what I'm anointed to do. I've been anointed by God to grow those things. I've been anointed by God to help take it to the next level, but I can't take nothing to the next level that's not willing to be put in my hands, and I'm not going to force you to put nothing in my hands, especially if you're not willing to be submitted to God. So I had to get that off because I've been sitting here, and it's just been sitting there, and it's sitting there, and sitting there, but you know, we got to just start honestly telling the truth and stop lying to yes. people to get them. Stop changing who you are to reel someone in. Don't That's do that. That's so true. You, you know, know I said it before. There's a difference between honesty and transparency. Mm. So if I don't know your traumas, if I don't know your triggers, if I don't know your baggage, then I don't know the right questions to ask you. So technically, you haven't lied. But I don't want just an honest man. I want a transparent man because mm. I shouldn't have you love me and you say you want to be with me. I shouldn't have to ask you the right questions. You should be willing to be transparent enough. One thing they say about me, Sharice, you too honest to a default. You too transparent. I tell everything. I told everything one time in a relationship with someone I loved, but he couldn't at that moment. He couldn't really handle my truth or some things that I did in my past because he had had me on such a pedestal that he could not believe, oh, you, I can't believe you did that. But I'd rather be transparent with you than down the line, this to come out and it's something that I never yeah. told you that I did or, or that happened to me or so on and so forth. Give me someone that's willing to be transparent. Men of God, start being transparent, not just honest. Step up and be who you are. We don't want your representative. We want the real you. And women of God, you got to do the same thing. Don't show your representative to that man. Show the real you. Either he's going to love you for who you are or he is not the one. And guess what? It is okay. God has others. If God has ordained someone for your life and that person chooses not to walk through the door that God has called them to walk to and you being that good thing, Baby, that's not just one soulmate because we do what we are free will agents. God can say, hey, this is for you. This is what I prepared for you. And this connection is going to take your ministry, going to take your business, going to take your finances to the next level. But if he chooses not, guess what? God got another one that's even better. And I want the one that's going to obey God concerning me in the words of my sister Sharice. I want that man that is going to obey God 
concerning me. Because if you obey God concerning me, baby, I can submit to you like ain't nobody ever submitted before. Because if you obeying God concerning me, you're not swaying after your own ways. You're going to always go towards the ways of what God has ordained for our life, our family, our ministry, our marriage, our friendship. You're going to always follow what God say. Even when what God says causes you to have to deal with that trauma because oh. God would never cause you to be married to nobody and you unhealed and you still broken. I yield my mic. Baby, she, she dropped that mic. I want to add to that, daughter, this one thing. You said you don't want someone that's just transparent you don't want someone that's just honest, but they need to be transparent. Let me say this to those of you who are in the grown folk crew. Grown people can handle truth and transparency. We would rather you tell us the truth on your own without having to ask. Then to find out through the grapevine or the by and by. So don't be a Jussie Smollett lie. Because it's going to always come to the light. <laughs> Empire had this song called Tell the Truth. Y'all remember? Yes. That song, I want everybody, when you get off this broadcast, if you got a problem with lying, I want you to go to YouTube. <laughs> and I want you to type in Empire, tell the truth. And I want you to bop to that song till truth comes up out of your bowels. Till truth comes up out of your nostrils. Till truth comes up out of your soul. We got to be truthful and transparent. Amen. Amen. It's necessary. So many comments of there got to be a, a, a part two and a part three. Um, so <laughs> everybody like part two, part three. Um, it's so much that can be said and so much that was said. And yeah, we can be on here together all night. It's just how we roll. So, um, <laughs> but this topic is so, so, so needed. So we're going to see if we can get Dr. Apostle and uh, Pastor Prophet uh, back for another round. In Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, this was this was hot. I, I had to get this my teeth. When sis started talking, I just had to hold my teeth because I just... <laughs> I already knew that was about to be some flames. So <laughs> we thank y'all for joining. Did you all have any last um, words before we close out? Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, we know that there was a lot that was released tonight. There really was a wealth of knowledge that my mom, my spiritual mother, my covering dropped. And I really pray that you guys took those nuggets and those jewels because it is not often 
that she will be that she will share in this level you know with the outside world but there are so many nuggets that can help not just those of us that are single waiting but even those that are married and you got married broken you got married unhealed you got married still full of trauma there was so much wisdom dropped tonight that if you take these things before god and allow god to begin to do the work inside of you you can still find healing and wholeness. I just want to encourage all of those that are single and waiting is to be about the father's business. One great thing about being single and not married, yeah. this is a time to truly work on you in totality. Everything, those hidden things. This is a time to develop that relationship with God in dimensions that you never imagined. This is the time to increase your prayer life. This is the time to increase your discernment. This is the time to work on your business. Start building your own table and stop waiting. Most men, even men of God right now, they look at marriage like it's, it's just a business. Most men are not even looking at the, the spiritual covenant or its original nature that God has ordained it to be. And so when they're looking at it, they're looking at it like a financial transaction. Is this going to add, add to my account or is this going to cause a deficit to my account? That's you know, it. what are you bringing to the table, you know, outside of just prayer and being good in the bedroom? What are you bringing? Are you peaceful? Can you talk? Can you work out situations and solutions? If that man was the, something happening, he could not work. He could not get out of bed. Can you take care of the family? Come so on. when you begin to work on yourself, work on the whole thing. What is the vision that God has given you for your life? for your family, for the man of God that you are believing and you are waiting for. Don't be like those five foolish virgins when they was waiting for the man to come and they were not prepared. They didn't have their oil lamps trimmed. They did, they, they was just sitting there because they just knew well, when he come, we going to be good. No, be the five wise ones who made sure they brought extra, who was found working while waiting. So yeah. be that person that as you're waiting on God, as you're trusting God, continue to do the work on you because we'll never get to full completion. We're going to always, every time I turn around, I'll be like, oh, God, I thought I was over that. Oh, God, I thought I was, hold on, I thought this was over. But when you are truly in God's face, God will begin to show you the little things inside of you that you can continue to work on. So take this time in your waiting to really work on you, to develop your relationship with God and to be about the father's business and allow that man to find you while you're working. That's it. Amen to that. Amen to that. Y'all don't just think that a marriage is going to complete you. Y'all are waiting to start stuff until you get married. Well, I can't do that until I get married or I can't have that until I get married. I need the money. So I have to get married. Y'all be about the business, the father. Yeah. Like she said, y'all get your things together. Come with something, come presenting something to him and not just your body and your prayers and your mind. Bring something to the table right now. While you are in waiting, you're not lonely. You're not alone. You're in preparation. I know we hate to hear that singing. I'm so tired of hearing people say, be ready. I, I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been preparing. I've been praying. He's still not here. Well, keep on preparing and keep on praying until he, he reveals himself. 
because maybe there's still something that you still have not worked out. Maybe there's still some attitude left. Maybe there's still some things that you need to still need to deal with that God still needs to reveal to you that you are still handling or holding on to. So find yourself preparing you. I remember my prayer I have been praying is God, let me be an asset and not a liability. For the man that you have for me, let me be an asset and not a liability. Let me bring something that will build and not take away. I don't want to come and he ha I have to be a full burden where you coming with these kids, you coming with debt, you coming with bad credit, you coming with, you ain't got no money. You have nothing to bring and I got to give everything. I don't want to be an asset. I don't want to be a, a liability. I want to be an asset. So, so many nuggets, like she said, y'all have to go watch the replay because it was definitely so many things that were downloaded that were released. Most importantly, be in preparation. Do not ignore the red flags. Heal where you need to heal. Do mm -hmm. not settle. Do not settle just to say that I want to be married. Do not settle just because you want something. Wait until the right one comes. And you're going to know it's the right one because he's going to speak to the places that no one else has ever speak, spoken to. He's going to talk to that little girl hurt mm -hmm. that you've That's been trying good. to hide. Hey, Jesus, he's going to talk to the little girl hurts that you've been trying to hide. He is going to talk to the insecurities, that role that you don't like, that you keep trying to hide and cover up. He's going to say, I love that role. He's going to talk to the places that you've been hidden or broken in. He's going to build you in those places. You're going to know it's him by the way he loves you. You're going to know it's him by the way he caters to you. You're going to know it's him by the way he handles you and walks you through processes of healing. We're going to always have triggers. Nobody's coming in completely whole. It's, we've gone through too much in life. We have experienced too much. Nobody is going to go in completely healed and whole. There's still going to be things that you didn't even know that you dealt with that when he says something that you're going to realize, oh, that's a trigger. But he's going to be able to walk you through those triggers and help you heal through those triggers. He's coming, y'all. Be prepared and be in prayer and just wait. I love y'all so much. Apostle, thank you so much for being a part. Namesake, thank you so much for being a part. Um, we will definitely look into round two. Um, Jesus, I, I just... Apostle, can you pray really quick? I just, I still feel the ladies that are wounded with these men that have, the ones that have wounded the sheep, that have taken advantage of their sheep. I just still feel like, feel that. So you can just pray really quickly for those, the healing for those men. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence naked before you and unashamed. Father, tonight we lift up every woman who is dealing with the aftermath of hurt, wounded, wounds, bitterness, Lord God, unforgiveness, resentment, unfulfillment, Father, disappointment. We thank you, God, that every demonic spirit that has been assigned to their heart, to their soul, to be an enemy of their soul, Father, we thank you that it's being broken off of them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak strength and we speak the healing virtue of God to overflow and overshadow 
them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet to remove every spirit that has been tracking and tracing their heels in the realm of the spirit. Father, we come against and we cancel out vicious cycles, vicious cycles that have endured for for seven and eight generations, oh God. Father, we thank you that every curse that has been spoken over the lives of women for because we know that a lot of women have had witchcraft and roots and all types of things worked against them in the area of relationships. Father, we thank you that no hex, no spell, no incantation, no root work will be able to find a residency in their lives. Father, we close right now. We first of all ask you to forgive Give us for any open doors that we've opened, oh God, knowingly and unknowingly that have caused us to deal with these revisiting or recycling enemies. Father, we thank you today that we are drenched and we're covered in the blood of the lamb. And we decree and declare, oh God, that healing is our portion. We understand, oh God, that we are the beloved of you and we embrace being loved of the father. Father, I just ask you right now to wrap your arms around every daughter, every son, oh God, who is dealing with with the need of healing and deliverance. Father, I thank you that every spirit that has been rooted deep down in their heart and in their souls, that it is being uprooted now. I pray that your hand will come forth with a mighty force to uproot every tentacle, every spirit that has attached itself to them. Father, we thank you today because we understand that we don't have to 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 be succumb to the things that seek to attach to us but lord god we thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge to bypass every situation that is not ordained of you give us the wisdom god give us the insight give us the discernment to be able to detect deception father we thank you god that the spirit of truth the holy spirit will lead and guide us into all truth that god we will never find ourselves in a situation that is outside of your perfected will. Give us the ability to be content in the places that you have called us to be. Father, I thank you for each and every woman that is on this broadcast who has an expectation for marriage. Each and every man that is on this broadcast that has an expectation for marriage. Father, we thank you that their hope will not be deferred. We thank you, Lord God, that they will not entertain the lies of the enemy that tries to tell them what they cannot have. For you have given us a charge to live a full life. And we understand, oh God, that the things that control a full life happens in the fullness of time. Father, I ask you, hallelujah, to go deep down within the paradigms of the thoughts of your sons and your daughters, the things that they entertain, the things, Lord God, that they listen to, even the self-doubt and every spirit of fear that comes to whisper in their ear to control their narratives and control their decisions father we thank you now in the mighty name of jesus that it is being broken off of their lives and god that they are stepping into the greatest realms of fulfillment such as they have never seen and never known father we thank you today that you have solidified their identity in you father we thank you for the women who don't who've never been married and don't have children and the weight that is on their heart concerning those things the societal pressure hallelujah father we thank you 
you, that they will understand their path may be different, but they are still special to you and they are still worthy. Father, we thank you that worthiness and there and a raise of self-esteem will be upon your daughters and your sons today. Father, we thank you that you are moving behind the scenes, every obstacle out of the way. We thank you, Lord God, that no thing out of the gates of hell will be able to prevail against your sons and your daughters that you have destined. We declare today, God, that they will walk out your purposes and your plans. They will walk out, hallelujah, your purposes and plans with great healing and with great deliverance. Father, we thank you tonight that every word that has been released over this broadcast through myself, through both of your prophetesses, Father, we thank you, God, that in, in the, the word that has been placed in their mouth will be like a healing salve that has given some instructions, that have given some hope, that has given some a blueprint for their next level. Father, we thank you today that every word that was spoken that they are held accountable to, that they will do the work that is necessary to bring themselves into the posture and into the position that you have called them to for such a time as this. Father, we call forth husbands and wives out of hiding now. Yes, God. Yes, we God. thank you, God, for the for the ones that you have destined, the marriages that you have ordained. Father, we thank you that every spirit that is blocking and trying to hinder marital covenants, Father, we break it now in the realm of the spirit. We send forth the angels of the Lord to cut asunder every cord and every tie, every soul tie that has been existing in the realm of the spirit through illegitimate actions and illegal actions. Father, we break it now in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare, God, that we are detached from every frequency and every fragrance that keeps routing us to the same magnetic experiences of hurt, pain, frustration, manipulation, and usury. We break that stench off of us now in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you have placed a new robe of authority, a new garment, hallelujah, of praise upon your sons and your daughters. We declare, Lord God, that they will walk as a royal priesthood and that they will be confident in this thing that you have called them for such a time as this to glorify glorify your name and to magnify your name in all of the earth. These things we decree it and we declare it to be so in Jesus's mighty name. We pray and we give thanks. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Again, I love you all so, so much. We're going to um, come out of this with the song that Apostle shared earlier. We're just going to ride out, but Look out for um, updates for the next one, part two that is coming. Take the bits and take what God has poured tonight, chew on it, and prepare for what God has for you. I love you all so much. Apostle again, sis again, thank you all so much. Y'all have an amazing night. Thank you. sound good well this song goes out to anybody that got somebody somebody they might want to hold on to somebody that they go home to at night see that's what i call a good thing i got me a good thing too see i don't want to lose it listen i 
Somebody feel like me Somebody got a good thing 